0: Welcome to another Fun Film Monday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Mr. Kim McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown, and That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG SCK80. Once again, SCK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You
1: can follow my Kingdom McGee on the Twitter and I can't swear again the IG.
0: Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch up on other live shows we have airing throughout the week, so you have to miss them. You can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, please find us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, please find and follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And also, too, while you're at it, please subscribe to our podcast. We're available at War Media Podcast. That's W A R R. Media, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, podcast. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on the pod, fun, and we have very different opinions. You have any definite opinions doing our two hour extravaganza we call a sports talk radio show? You can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. know will get them up on the screen for you. But decide to troll and or do something stupid or act like the Phoenix Suns owner last night. I've given Lakino full power to give you fools the beer land beer boot. Bye bye. I know she says that, <laughs> but before we begin, we must remind you that you also catch Sports Chicago now available on Roku TV. That's right. So celebrate with the squad and give with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on that sports folder and download Sports Zone Chicago's app through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, you have some handheld devices laying around: iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your personal PC, like Lakina's using right now, on your Chromebook, like I'm using right now. Just go to that Google Play Store, download that Roku TV app, and access Sports Zone Chicago through the Avenue soul. No more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and seven days a week. Live and on demand.
1: Anytime, anywhere you want.
0: And you know we will provide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. All right, Lakina, <laughs> let's kick off this. Monday edition of Second City Sports <laughs> by discussing baseball. We'll start off with our two local teams first, and we'll start off with the Chicago White Sox. They win their second consecutive series, Lakina. I'm not saying the miracle is coming, but we got to take baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. They defeated the Cincinnati Reds yesterday in a series finale in the Queen City 17-4 thanks to an 11-run second inning. Two home runs provided by the Sox players Elvis – not Elvis, Andrews. Hansa Alberto, Hans Alberto. And, yeah. and Gavin Sheets. Yep. Lakina, after the last two games that I watched of this series, what I saw on Saturday night, they tried to do it again like they did on Friday night to come from behind to win. It didn't happen on Saturday. They uh, went into that bad habits, leaving men on base, not taking advantage of breaks. But yesterday, we saw the old Southside hitmen uh do what they did two years ago when they won the AL Central. And as get runners on, Hit home runs and get men across home plate. It was a beautiful sight to see. Even though Michael Kope decided not to show up in the next couple of innings, given those solo home runs, it also was so nice. It was great to see that that White Sox offense finally busted out. Hopefully, they can continue this uh, this week as they go to Kansas City to play the Royals before.
1: Bravo! Bravo! You scored 17 <laughs> runs. Yay! Good for you. And we know how this team is. They can go, they scored 10, 12 runs. One uh, night and spend like the next four games, what, you know, score like five runs. So I'm um, like our girl, Dion yeah. Miller from ABC7 uh, Chicago and, of course, ESPN Chicago. You know, let, let's Be a friend of the show. Cover. Yeah, in front of the show, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, OK, yeah, you look, look, I think every team does at least once in a season. So I think the White mm-hmm. Sox might have use of their uh, their chance there. But like, OK, great okay that's nice i mean look you know you're, you're, you're a little bit better than cincinnati whoop de you i mean look i'm not look i'm not that there yet i mean i like i know that look they looked good you know on sunday but they didn't look great on saturday and i, I look i'm kind of at that point but wake me when they win they win 10 in a row wake me when they actually get back on track there's still seven games back in al Central. that's probably the old there's only gonna be one team coming out of there so you know whatever it is they they better get into it because um, yeah yeah you won two series in a row okay yeah good for you but let, let's see if they can uh, can they uh, keep uh, back into that? Now, look, yo know, Kopech, It wasn't his best outing, but look, luckily for him, the, the the offense that was always a problem with them. You know, we have a good showing, and then you know, the the office wouldn't show up. So in this case, you know, the office kind of you know, were ahead of it, and that and that's fine. But look, I mean, okay, you know, Alberto had four hits. You know, a career high four RBIs. Okay, yeah, you, you scored eleven in the second inning. Okay, that's nice. I just need more consistency from them, and, that, and that's been the problem with this White Sox squad. I mean, I, I just like I said, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not a believer yet. So I would say, look, wait me when they win ten in a row, and then I'll, then I'll probably get excited.
0: I'm cautiously optimistic, like you said. Lakeena, let's see if they continue this against a, a lesser opponent in Kansas. So you know, in recent history, even. Uh, during the division-winning year two years ago. The White Sox always struggle in Kansas City. I know Dylan Seas will be on the bump tonight. Let's see if you can get some run support for him finally. Uh, I was saying to myself yesterday, say at least have those runs for Dylan Seas tonight. We'll see what happens with that. But a couple encouraging signs that I, that, that I took from that series that wrapped up yesterday. Andrew Vaughn is finally back on track. I know he's been struggling over the last week, week and a half. He had a couple of big hits yesterday. Uh, Eloy Jimenez was starting to hit, but, of course, now he's injured. With He had a, a surgery on his adeptomy. He's going to be out four to six weeks. But uh, Lou Bob, a.k.a. La Pantera, a.k.a. Luis Robert Jr., he's starting to hit the ball very well right now. So remember about a week or so ago, Lakino, we talked about his lack of hustle against the Tampa Bay Rays that he got benched for, and rightfully so. He's responded ever since they're benching, so, so he can uh, keep up the, his hot swing of the bat as well. I know he had a big home run on on, on, on friday in this series opener against the reds but i'm encouraged about Luis robert jr and andrew vaughn's bats uh they're swinging hot sticks they're swinging hot sticks right now
1: consistently that's all i asked for for this mm-hmm. squad and i'm not and i'm not there yet so like mm-hmm. i said you're going to kansas city which has been unfortunately recent years a house of horrors for them so we'll see what happens in these next four games you know like i said when 10 to run then I'll, then you know then i'll I'll, I'll look at y'all, but right now, okay, yeah. You would be like, "Guys, you
0: go wear something silly on there."
1: Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, look, the, the, look, seventeen runs. I mean, I'm like, okay, yay, what did you? Yay, look at I me. Mean, that's that's time for a franchise record you're scoring that many uh, runs in an inning. So you know that that's you know I'm I'm okay 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 great yeah okay yeah everyone does at least once once uh in a long season okay big deal so again i'm not there yet so you know look like i said me when they Win 10 in a row now going to the north side a little bit more encouraging you know uh the, the cubs did win their series unfortunately they lose a tough one in 14 you know five to four against the marlins they went two a three against the marlins but you know on a alizé uh balk which I, I which was not a balk i don't know what the heck that home plate umpire was <laughs> talking about but okay whatever but you know but even still i mean like he had a a solid show you know nicky nick mandrigal had a two-run single and that's in that saturday game to help win uh right. saturday night's game and then you had a, a couple of great pitching performances so you know look they think you know the cubs had a chance to sweep the series but look i guess you could say baby steps here as well they're back to you know, they're, you know, they're, they're right at back at 500 again, but you know, look, if you're the Cubs, you gotta be feeling pretty good right now. It looks like uh, Kyle Hunter's on is sort of like in that, on that route, his way to coming back. He might be back in a few weeks. I know he has a rehab start. He had a good rehab start over the weekend. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of encouraged here that they, they play the Cardinals who are suddenly terrible. <laughs> so we'll get to them yeah. in a the second. You know, they haven't been playing very well. They haven't had a good start to the season. But, look, I think if you're a Cubs fan, you got to feeling like pretty good where you're at right now.
0: What about uh, hashtag MASH Mervis, a.k.a. Rookie Matt Mervis? He had a couple of RBI uh, in his first hit Nervous. on Friday. He had, uh, he had an RBI, which helped the Cubs win the first game of this series. I know he had another uh, big RBI over the weekend. Uh, he's um, making a difference so far in that lineup. I'm not saying he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I'm not saying he's going to go for you NL know, MVP. It's way too soon for that, so I'm a. Uh, be reasonable here. He's made a difference in that lineup right now. I know this uh, it says a couple of things about that move. Like, you know, we didn't get into it on Friday. I'll we'll, uh, mention this now. One, it says Nick Matchgo, who was not sent down. You notice he stepped up his game these last couple mm-hmm. of days, especially at the plate. Number two, Eric Hosmer. Uh, you're a nice guy and all, but this says bye body to you, uh, which mm-hmm. we knew that this was coming whenever Matt Mervis was going to get called up. So uh, th- those are two things I took out of that Matt Mervis uh, being called up uh, the other day. Now back on the field, Steve Wisniewski, he pitched a great game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And including, including his start yesterday, he's pitched his last three starts with five plus innings giving up an earned one earned run in each of his last three starts. And Lakina, we talked about this throughout so far throughout this young season. This Cubs team goes the way that starting pitching goes. And then get some timely hits, and we saw that in this series against the Miami Marlins. Now, because they have won yesterday's game, they should have, especially with the Wisniewski's outing. But the the Marlins took advantage of some bad Cubs breaks, and, and sometimes that happens. But this Cubs team, they can just keep winning series; they will be there. And don't forget about Marcus Stroman, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he's not a strikeout pitcher, but he's aggressive around the plate. He gets a lot of ground ball outs, and his and he puts his pitches in, in, in places that hitters can't hit around the strike zone. And like you mentioned, Kyle Hentries is starting to come back. And don't forget Justin Steele, Likina. Uh We talked about him during spring training. Uh, he had a great outing on Friday, their start, starting left-hander. He's really proven to be one of the best young pitchers in baseball right now. He's 5-0. and o. He has the best... Uh, uh, starter ERA in the National League. Mm-hmm. Uh this Cubs team is trying to make some moves. And if you're a Cubs fan, despite what happened yesterday, you gotta be encouraged, obviously.
1: Yeah, they're right at 500 and they're and they're right there in division. Well we'll get to the rest of the division, you know, their division is second because you know that they're, they're they're right there. So yeah, I mean look, you know, was was nesky I mean that was a you know probably one of his best performances of this of the season. And you know, look, I know it's, I know it was hard for the Cubs to pitch against Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara, who's a reigning Cy Young winner in the <laughs> National League. But look, they held their own, and look, they love guys on base. You know, I think they had a couple of chances. You know, a guy on third with one out or no outs, they weren't able to get that you know game winner. So you know, they, they did leave some, uh, some runs on the board, and they left a the win on the board. So. You know, you know it, it sucks, but look that that happens. But I, I think if you're look if you're a coach, man, you gotta be feeling pretty good where you are right now. I think you know Mertz has been a definitely a big, you know, sort of a big you know boost for them. And look, sorry, Eric Hosmer, but you know I, I think we're so I think our our buddy Wall, uh, Wall, uh Mark Silver from. Uh, uh ESPN 1000 sort of kind of like say you're a nice guy at all but you gotta say you know bye bye to uh, to you so Mm -hmm. you know it'll be interesting to see what happens with him as it gets closer and closer we'll see if they they call Christopher Morel too because he's been hitting the ball pretty well to a triple a as well so Mm -hmm. you know I'm kind of optimistic where the codes are right now they have a like I said they have three against uh the Cardinals starting tonight they go after that in the weekend they you know they play Minnesota so that should help them a little bit. Gets a little bit tougher after that. So again, you know, try to get these wins as much as you can and try to stack up these wins because it does get tougher as we get you know, close, you know, get in, further and in, further into the month. So we'll see what happens. But I think you gotta be feeling pretty encouraged if you're a Cubs fan right now.
0: Yeah, so the only the other thing that would be concerning if I was the Cubs fan was is their bullpen. We know that Michael Fulman's not their closer. Is a, a Boxberger uh, their closer for right now? Until uh, assuming that they are in contention, there that uh, GM Carter Hawkins and Jed Hoyer uh, they, they make a move around the trade deadline to get a closer, or get a solid bullpen arm in there because that's the only thing that's really holding this team back right now. is a, a solid bullpen arm. I know they. I'm not going to say they're doing it in, in a mash unit, but they uh, they trying out some guys to see who's who, who can stick right now. They've done a decent job overall, but they really got to get that closer role down solid and patent and do it ASAP.
1: Yeah, hopefully, yeah, well, hopefully, Jed uh, Connor, Jed Hoyer and Connor Hawkins can kind of you know, be you know find somebody maybe in the trade that make get that middle reliever and get that proven closer to sort of like, and that's really if you can say that's the one thing that comes you know have had problems with is because of that you know middle relief. Mm-hmm. So well, we'll see what happens, but you know, I I, I guess you know, look if you're. You gotta be feeling pretty good if you're, if you're the Cubs right now. So we'll see what happens with that. So we're gonna take a really quick break. We're gonna talk about the rest of the MLB. Uh, some interesting things happened over the weekend in a uh, close to uh, the loss of uh, one of the all-time greats. And uh, if we got time, we'll 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 talk some uh, NBA playoffs as uh, some really interesting things happened over the weekend. And uh, a little bit of a testy got a little testy in Phoenix last night. Well we'll you don't say? You. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. We'll tell you about that. You know, great performance from. Uh, one team and you will know, actually envy you know, a, a really ass, a bittersweet moment in one game as well. So, Lakeanna McGee, Cindy Brown, Second City Sports on Sports Old Chicago, more, more baseball and NBA playoff talk coming up right after this.
2: This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school.
1: <laughs> These colorful binders
3: help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new
2: year. This jacket is a real must-have. My
0: parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool.
2: These scissors really come in handy in art class. These
3: colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver.
2: And I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only ten. But one of these days, a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy? I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom! I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom.
0: They really do hear you.
2: Did you pack your toothbrush?
0: For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
3: Hey, this is Dr. J and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning.
0: Sorry, <laughs> welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live and live in color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid, that's the Kina. You can follow Yo Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. SIDKID80, say that five times fast. <laughs>
1: you can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and the Keynote's the IG.
0: We got less than 90 minutes left of this extravagance. We call it Sports Heart Real Show. If you have any questions or comments for us? You can always set us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakino will get the upboarding screen for you.
1: All right, so let's talk about the rest of the uh, Major League Baseball. What caught your eye this weekend?
0: Uh, your Seattle Mariners taking two out of three Yay. from the Houston Astros and sending them to the third place in the AL West. <laughs>
1: Bryce Miller had a great showing on Saturday, and you know it, it's definitely. I think it was a series that they really needed, especially since I know I know Houston's had their various issues with injuries and such. But I think mm-hmm. you know taking two out of three, I think this is you can only. Hopefully, this is just a start of something. There, you know. So I'm 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 very optimistic about my Mariners right now. You know, they had a you know solid showing on the bats. Like I said. Uh, rice miller had a, a a great uh outing on saturday so i, I feel like you know look, we're starting to kind of you're starting to you know, get there a little bit i know that uh i know texas has still been playing very well i know uh, the angels are starting to kind of fall back to earth a little bit so but like i'm I, I'm, always just, I'm just optimistic with my Mariners, so i'm feeling pretty good about them now oakland unfortunately um uh, chill Jesus. Uh, they got other
0: issues going on. I'm sure we'll get to that in a sec.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the Oakland's issues in a second. But you know, on a you know, somewhat sad news, of course, Vida Blue, a three time World Series champion with the A's, won the Cy Young and you know mm-hmm. MVP two during one of those spans. In that span, with when uh, Oakland won three in a row during the seventies, passed away. Um, Early yesterday morning, I saw all the pictures. I know Dave Stewart was, you know, Vita was one of his mentors growing up, of course, also Mm -hmm. to a great starting pitcher uh, for the A's as well, among other teams. And just a really, uh, you know, one of the probably one of all time uh, best pitchers. And I'm glad he's finally getting his due. It feels like so. Uh, I mean, I know that it's been a, a rough uh, weekend for the Oakland organization for various reasons. We'll get to the other reason in a second, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, but this is sort of on oh, no, a serious note. This is really like really sweet, and the, I'm, I'm sure once they get back to Oakland, they will honor him. I know his family will be there and such. So, but 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 that's sort of a you know definitely a a tough weekend for uh, Oakland.
0: Yeah, we talk about black American pictures. We don't see that many anymore, but we saw a few more of them yeah. with us growing up, looking even through our mm-hmm. parents' generation. You talk about Satchel mm-hmm. Page from the old Negro leagues, and of course, Bob Gibson, of course, uh, Dave Stewart, as you mentioned, Dave Dwight Ford, Gooden. Yeah, yeah Dwight mm-hmm. Gooden, and there's a few others said that, that that's Casey's not a great This is a bad Yeah, who should be in the Hall of Fame in a few years. so uh, you talk about countless others as well. But Violet Blue, like you said, really didn't get his due. Uh, and I don't know why. You know, he was never known to be a bad guy or anything of that stature. So, and like you say, said, I'm glad he's finally starting to get his due. But unfortunately, I had to take death for him to do that. Like, like, you know, I don't know if it was on MLB.TV or on YouTube, but... I was mm-hmm. watching a, a segment. You remember, we did we honored this show a few months ago, This Week in ba- Baseball. Yes. And after yeah. he retired, I don't know if you saw this, but if you haven't, people go look it up on YouTube. Uh, he got married uh, because he played for both San Francisco and the Oakland A's, and mm-hmm. he played for Kansas City as well. He got married at old Giants, uh, the old San Francisco Giants Stadium, of Candlestick Park. Uh, if, you, if you're a Chicago fan, especially if you're a Bears fan, there's a house of horrors outside of 1985. Uh, hmm. for the uh, House of horse for Chicago teams. But uh, back to Vida Blue. Vida Blue got married uh, on that field, and uh it was a sellout crowd, and he wanted to honor his wife and honor the organization that took took him in. So I thought that was a very cool move. So those those of you that haven't seen it, I think go to MLB.TV or just look it up on YouTube. Uh, Vida Blue gets married at Candlestick Park. I believe it was in 1988 or 89, so I thought that was a cool moment. Of course, he retired after that, so this is after he retired. So, but but like you said, he really didn't get his just due. I don't know why, but you know, is unfortunately had to take death. But you know, I'm glad he's getting his flowers now.
1: Yeah, I know he had he dealt with some demons. Of course, he was very uh, honest with that. I know he uh, dealt with um, cocaine, and you know that you know all that, and I know he was suspended for uh, the the entire '84 season um, because of that. No, but he you know was clean and sober for years. I know that Mm he spent a lot of time with that organization still. So I think that kind of, you know, manifested everything. And, you know, he's definitely, again, you know, he's definitely one of those pitchers, you know, especially with black pitchers. And of course we don't see a lot of that anymore. Of course, you you got Marcus Stroman, you know, among many others, but there aren't that many. So he was one of those guys. Like he was one of the main reasons why Oakland won all those, those three world series from 70 and 72, 73 and 74. So you know, it's been a, been a tough go at it because I think a lot of those guys on that team, besides him, are no longer with us. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that we'll honor because you, know, you know it's coming into that, the other 50th anniversary of the, the 73 team that won. So I'm sure there's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of uh, places because Oakland needs something, but, you know, that's a whole different uh, situation. Yeah. Don't forget
0: Hunter Green, too, who the Sox beat yes. on Friday. Uh, he's mm-hmm. another uh, black American pitcher for Cincinnati. I know he doesn't get as much fun because Cincinnati stinks, but uh, he's yeah. another great young pitcher on the rise as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh play for UCLA to play for uh Coach Lab at UCLA uh, back in the uh before St. John, like St. John's say back, you know, back mm-hmm. you know, in the early like the mid 2000s 2010. so before he uh went to baseball full time. But yeah, so you know, our recipes divided blue and uh thoughts and protocols to him and his family in mm-hmm. the Oakland organization. Now on the flip side of that, uh Glenn Kuiper uh Cooper, who uh Kuiper, well, Kuiper, that's how you say his name, but uh, Kuiper, uh, uh, A's broadcaster of, you know, during that series against Kansas City. Um, He and Dallas Spring, of course, they do a uh, television uh, for that. Uh, they they visited the Negro League Museum. Unfortunately, when he said it, it didn't come out. It, it was not, he didn't say Negro. I'm not going to say the word, but you know which one I'm talking about. Y'all know, mm-hmm. y'all are pretty smart. Uh, he's been suspended. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that's not the first time he's used that word. Cause you don't say it, you know, you don't have a Freudian slip like that. If you don't use that word often, I don't want to go in too deep into it. I don't want to, I just want to kind of make, make our peace known about it. I'll just mm-hmm. say, my piece you can you know, take from here, but yeah, he should have been fired. I'm sorry. Usually I'm all for giving people second chances, but you don't, it's something about playing in, you know, in Kansas City where, I guess, you know, uh, broadcasters go to, uh, you know, kill their careers, I guess. We saw what happened with Tom Brenneman in that yeah. whole situation a couple of years ago, and then now this, you know, with, with Glenn Kleiber, it's just it's just terrible. And uh, the fact that Dallas Brain, I know he kind of tried to sort of, like, move Captain Move, but without knowing that it was going to go viral and such, but, yeah, it's, it's just awful. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll just, you know, I know uh, they won two out of three, but I guess the Royals, but that that was just terrible.
0: Yeah, I, it's the power of social media, Lakina, and uh, even if it wasn't for social media, this would happen like 10, 12 years ago, He's, uh, Glenn Clyde, would still would have got uh, into trouble, but uh, the way the information moves quickly, Lakina, you know, and I know, and that's what happened with Tom Brennan as well, as soon as mm-hmm. people take clips of it and, and and put it on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, people run with it and the information gets out quicker, it's not like we found out two or three days later and and organizations trying to cover their tracks. This this came out in media, uh, immediately, and don't forget, uh, folks, that uh, especially with people who have subscriptions to watch other games outside of your market, they are watching those games, and, and even if they don't, they see somebody else tweeting up on social media, they retweet it and make comments on it, so the power of social media, you know, I guess, was used for good in this case, so I know he's suspended. If he would have got fired, would I have cried a tear for him? No. Uh, like you said, uh, people do deserve second t- chances, but you know some mistakes you just do not come back from. It's not like he went back and said, oh, I'm sorry I didn't, didn't say that. I get yeah, as broadcasters, we're, we're trained to uh, keep it moving, but with something like that, you just can't act cavalier and act like you need to do something uh, atrocious. That's yeah, just me.
1: Yeah, he didn't apologize to the sixth endings. So uh, you got to think that someone probably told him that. Uh, yeah, you, you know, know they did. To someone told him
0: in his ear. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, yeah, you may want to address this. So we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. And I know he's suspended right now. But, you know, it is what is. Oh, chill, okay. Mobile Royal but yeah. uh, Tor- Toronto Toronto uh, swept uh, the Pirates, and uh, I have to say they they kind of dominated uh, that whole uh, series. I mean, they they outscored uh, Pittsburgh twenty two to three. So you know they they've actually you know unfortunately for the Pirates, they now lost seven in a row, kind of falling back to earth a little bit. Now the, the the Blue Jays are starting to kind of find their groove. So you know, I got you got to be feeling pretty good. I mean, their, their pitch has been really solid too. And, look, I feel like they're starting to kind of heat up. I know Mitt Merrifield, I think, you know, hit his first home run this season. I think he had, like, about six RBIs um, during that entire series. So, uh, like, you know, the Blue Jays are getting hot.
0: Yeah, and we're speaking of the AL East, that's very competitive. What about the Baltimore Orioles? Uh, they mm-hmm. take the first game of that series against Atlanta on Friday. I watch that game. Uh, as, as we said before, like you know, I'll keep on saying that Baltimore offense is fun to watch with Adley Rushman going to 100 uh, – Henderson at third base and Cedric Mullins uh, being the leadoff hitter at the top of that lineup. And mm-hmm. Anthony Santander. Uh he had a grand slam and then went on Friday. Uh that Baltimore team is fun to watch. I know they lost the last two games of that series. Thank you. Thank you to Michael Harris the third's game winner mm-hmm. yesterday in the 12th inning on NBC. Uh a- Atlanta is a very good team. As we said, they're going to be a top of the NLES. We'll get to the rest of the division in a moment. But back to Baltimore. Uh that, if they ever show up there starting pitching, I think they're they're going to be very dangerous. They're very good already because of the offense, but they need to show up their starting pitching. Now with Boston, uh, they take two out of three in Philadelphia. It looks like the Red Sox's offense has started to come around, too. And, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Because remember, around this point last year, they were one of the top teams in the American League. Of course, injuries uh, decimated that team, which uh, ruined their season. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with Baltimore and Boston.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh going to the NL West for a second, said, uh, the Dodgers are now in first place as this recorded. They win two out of three against San Diego, including the uh, the Sunday nighter uh, last night on uh, Sunday Night Baseball, five to two. Now this is after they were bounced back for a, not a good, not a good outing for Clayton Kershaw, one of his rare, one of his rare bad outings. Of course, he mm-hmm. gave up uh, two home runs to Fernando Tatis Jr. He's starting to find his groove a little bit after coming back from suspension, but. Look, I think the Dodgers are starting to find their groove too. They're all their guys or who they picked up are starting to mesh uh pretty well at this point. Um, look, we know what you know, Mookie Best, you know, James Altman. I mean, we know what those guys can do. So they're starting to kind of find their groove a little bit. And uh yeah, I, I think look the Dodgers, I'm not gonna say they're gonna run away with the division, but mm-hmm. you know, with the Diamond starting to fall back to earth a little bit themselves. I think the Dodgers, I'm not saying they're gonna be the draw receipt, but I think they may take control of this division this this West, and not look back.
0: Yes, and we mentioned that they have new teammates that are starting to get to uh, get um, get used to the uh, Dave Roberts the manager system. You still have veterans like Mookie Betts and um, and Freddie Freeman uh, to lead that group, and don't forget about Max Muncie as well. He's swinging a hot stick right now, one of the lead leaders in batting average in the National League. So I did watch the first couple of games of that series. Like you mentioned, Fernando Tatis was the difference on Friday, but the Dodgers still do the little things to to win ball games and until uh, they start finding the groove again, which it looks like they're starting to do. Uh, San Diego is, is going to have to catch up in that department. I know people want to say that's a rivalry. It, it is because of what San Diego did last year, but uh, they're going to have to slay the Dragon a- again because, uh, like you said, this Dodgers team, it may not be the 111-win the team um, from a year ago, but they're still uh, is still a ball club to be reckoned with.
1: Absolutely. and then, Like I said, going back to a nationally, Central World Cup before we do the scheduling, um, I know the Pirates. The Pirates have lost down the road, like I mentioned, including being swept by the Blue Jays. Uh, the Brewers, you know, they lose two out of three to the Giants. And like, look, well, we talked about the Cubs. I mean, like I said, they're still right there in the division. They're only two and a half back of of, uh, of the, that NL Central, so it is there for them to take. So no one's going to run away with this division. So um, I, I, you got me feeling a little bit more confident if you're the, if you're the Cubs right now. So they're starting to, you know, the the, the, the Brewers, you know, they started, you know, they're. You know, just not you have to lose the 6 in a row, They did save themselves from getting swept by the Giants, you know, and in their six-game skid. But still, I mean, if you're the Cubs, you got to be feeling pretty good of where you're at right now in that central division.
0: Yeah, we talked about Milwaukee. They usually have good starting pitching, and their defense is usually up to par, but their office is a hit and miss. And you should mention it was hit and miss against the San Francisco Giants on the road this weekend. So, as long as the Cubs continue to do their business, uh, they'll be right there. Milwaukee—they're still a team to be reckoned with. I just can't figure out St. Louis, who the Cubs will face tonight. I still have that slight belief that the Cardinals can turn it around. You, usually, they're not this bad, especially to start off a season. But, you know, like you said, they're right there. No one's gonna—we said this before the season. Like you know, uh, despite St. Louis' struggles, that no one was gonna run away with this because. There's not a dominant team in this division, but as I said before in our last segment, if the Cubs just just continue to win series and play slightly above five hundred, they'll be in this thing.
1: Absolutely, so we'll see what happens uh, in that division now. Uh, going into this week, this week scheduling, real quick, you got well, real quick,
0: Makina. You know, um, back to the American League for just a moment. Uh, the Yankees, Garrett Cole, had a good start yesterday. They blew a 6-0 lead. Tampa Bay comes back to win uh, that game uh, 8-7, to and they take two out of three for the Bronx Bombers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- injuries you gotta think of, remember aaron Judge is out right now so I'm, I'm hoping that look they're in last place in their division right now i'm talking about the yankees so they
0: yeah, barely above 500.
1: <laughs> yeah so they, they better try to get it together and uh, see if they can kind of try to salvage something before you know until judge is able to come back but yeah it's not looking good for the bronx bombers right now so we'll see what happens uh there now going now finally going into the schedule for mm, this this week so series starts uh today you got detroit and cleveland you got Tampa Bay and Baltimore. That should be a fun one in the AL East. Colorado and Pittsburgh. Uh, you know Pittsburgh hoping to, uh, to stop their slide. Uh, Oakland and New York. Maybe we'll see if they can. You know New York can try to you know get you know try to start turn the corner a little bit. The Sox and Kansas City. Um, and also too, you got the Dodgers and the Brewers. That should be a fun one.
0: Yeah, the rest of the series that are starting tonight. Of course, the Cardinals and the Cubs. It- at 6.40, the, those of you nationally can watch that game tonight, Monday, on MLB, MLB Network. Other series starting tonight, Houston at Los Angeles to take on the Dodgers. Um, the Miami Marlins will visit Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks. Uh, Laquina Seattle Mariners will host the Texas Rangers in a first-place showdown in the American League West. Yeah. Who would have thunk that? <laughs> the Rangers are 20-13. and 13, The Mariners are 17-17. and 17. And, of course, the Washington Nationals will go by the bait to face the San Francisco Giants. Other series that are starting tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll have the New York Mets' channel the Cincinnati to take on the Reds. Uh, the rematch of the 93 World Series, will have Toronto facing Philadelphia in the city of brotherly, brotherly love. And the other interleague series that will start tomorrow, Boston and Atlanta, the Red Sox, will take on the Braves. San Diego will, will visit the Minnesota Twins. Of course, the Twins lost two out of three in Cleveland over the weekend. And that is your schedule for this week. In Major League Baseball, as the series gets gets on the way tonight and tomorrow,
1: and that uh, Boston Atlanta, the first game of that Boston Atlanta series will be on TBS. Well, the second game, we yeah, the first game of that series will be <laughs> on TBS as part of their uh, Tuesday uh, game of the week that they do here. So, should be a fun one nonetheless. For the second season, Sports on Sports on Chicago, Lekina McGee, Cindy Brown, with you. We got a few minutes left. We're wrapping up our number one now. Going into the NBA playoffs, we're going to go to the hardwood for uh, a little bit. Here we'll start with last night's game and a shout out to our buddy Spiro Ditas, your friend of the show, who called this, uh, who's been calling this series uh, between Denver and Phoenix. Along with Brendan Haywood, you former North Carolina uh, great, went to a couple All-Star games there as you well know, in the NBA himself, a great analyst, uh, in both college and pro. But uh, the Phoenix Suns tied the series 129 and one twenty four. Over Denver, this was a back and forth game. You thought that you know the Suns were up big, but then Denver came back. You thought that maybe Denver, or, you know, would come back and you know pull away, but they didn't. It's been sort of like the, I guess, the uh, the no name guys, I guess, for uh, for the Suns. This is the Landry Shamet uh, Shamet game, of course. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a former uh guard uh, from Wichita State, had his career high 19 points off the bench, so he made some big shots to help uh sort of seal that went for the suns and so so you know got some you know a, a good you know showing from some of their guys kind of like off the bench to talk about the suns did so i i think you know terrence ross made some uh big uh, baskets as well so you know I, I i think look if you're if you're monty willows is what you want you wanted the guys especially with you know cp3 still being out Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that you wanted. You wanted sort of like the guys outside of KD and Booker. I know, I know. Campaign made a couple of big shots as well. Made some defensive stops too. So, I, I it got me feeling pretty good for the Suns. Now, like I said, I don't know if they'll win the the series, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, and Friday night's win against Phoenix, uh, against Denver, I should say. Phoenix came out with with a. a- a little bit more of urgency, of course, they were led by Durant and Denver Booker. They took the momentum into last night's game. Of course, Booker and Durant both scored uh, 36 points each, but it was the Suns bench that made the difference. Likina, we talked about it before. It, should the Suns uh, not advance to the NBA Finals, there'll be a lack of death because of that trade they made with the Brooklyn Nets with Durant back in February. But the Suns outscored Denver's bench last night, 40-11. to 11. And As you mentioned, Landry Shemmy, he had a, a big night off the bench. And I don't think they're going to score forty points again off the bench talking about Phoenix, but if they can get between fifteen and twenty points from their bench, they're going to be in really great shape for this series. Now, Dem- on the flip side, Denver's Nikolai Jokic had a a, a game high fifty three points, so that's a franchise high for Denver uh, for one player to uh, for the most points in one playoff game. Of course, Jamal Murray's been up and down. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Aaron Gordon, I don't know about you, Lakina. Did you hear from any of those players last night making a big impact? I didn't. So uh, Denver needs uh, other guys to step in and help out Jokic. I know he was a one-man shot last night, but last time I checked, uh, those superstars you need to carry you for a while, but his other supporting cast mates, like we mentioned on the flip side, for the Suns, they're going to have to step up for Denver. As far as three-point shooting last night was concerned, Phoenix was shooting at a 44% clip to Denver's 31. Denver struggled uh shooting the ball from the outside in in the rebounding department it was uh, it was even out with phoenix had a plus five advantage advantage thirty seven to thirty two. But looking at, it came down to the little things last night. As we always say in the playoffs, sometimes when uh teams are evenly matched, it comes down to the basics. It comes down to hustle plays and Phoenix just had that edge last night. Well the
1: seven for twenty three for three for uh twenty two for three I should say for the Nuggets. That's not going to do it for you, especially if you're a team that depends on the three, maybe a little bit too much for my taste, but it, it's definitely one of those things where I think that was a big difference. You know, the hustle plays and such, you, you mm-hmm. had you know, the no-name the the guys, like I said, Shamat and uh, Ross, and like I said, Campaign had a couple of big shots. So, you know, TJ Warren as, as well, so yeah, I I feel like again this is sort of what you're going to need to do yeah. if you're the Suns to try to keep up with Denver. Look, you know Jokic will get his uh, his points here. Yeah, that that's going to be hard to slow down somebody. The key is to slow down the rest of the guys. Now, unfortunately, you know Jamal Murray didn't. You know he had 28 points, but he could have done could have done more from three. Aaron Gordon, uh, mm-hmm. you know where we see those last few minutes. Michael Porter Jr. Same thing. So it, it just you know, it just wasn't there for the uh, the Nuggets today. So now it's going uh, to be, you yeah, know, last night, I should say. So now it's going to be a best of best of three. And, you know, I mean, it's going to get interesting, to, you know, to see because, you know, both teams held serve at home. We'll get to the schedule, you know, probably not till after the break. But mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see, you know, which someone's going to have to maybe steal a win on the road. And I think that's probably the only way they're going to have to do it to win this series. So. You know, Jokers' 53 was the fourth most in the loss, and NBA playoff history is also most in the regulation loss in playoff histories as well. So, you know, look, like you said, Jokers will get his shots, but, you know, the other guys have to step up, and, that's, and that didn't happen last night.
0: I want to ask you a question, LaKeita. As Game 5 come, uh, takes place, I believe, tomorrow, mm-hmm. do, uh, the way that Phoenix played in Game 2, what percentage of chance would you give them to steal a game in Denver? Because they came close in Game 2, but yes, no cigar. Did. What percentage would you get them to uh, steal and win tomorrow night in, in I Denver? Think they, they
1: have, I think they have like a 60, I'd I give like a 50-50 a chance because like, okay. like we've been saying, I mean, in the playoffs it's all, you know, things change. Narratives, narratives change very, you know, you know different, differently, you know, throughout. So, like, they were close in game two. I think they left that, you know, they could be up 3-1 right now if they didn't, you know, get you know, mm-hmm. get cold late. So, that's really going to be the key here. And, and I think, look, like I said, someone's going to have to win, uh, steal a win on the road. So, that's really going to be kind of like the thing here, and uh, probably another thing uh, Real quick before we uh, we move on uh, to uh, the thrilling Suns uh, Celtics uh, game from yes uh, yesterday, but apparently uh, Jokic got into it with the Suns owner, Sh- Matt Ishbia <laughs> <Matt, Matt, laughs> Shabia. I think that's how you say his name. I don't. I don't. I don't know how uh, how you say uh, his his last name. But Matt Shabia. Uh, apparently, he got into it. Of course, I guess I saw it through the rise that he. Uh, that Juggies will not get suspended, which is probably a smart thing, I guess, since apparently Ashiva mm-hmm. uh, kind of initiated the whole thing. But what do you think about that whole thing? That the whole thing was just weird to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I get it. You're a fan. You're trying to get into the game. You know, you're cheering for your team. Juggies just asked for the ball. That, that's all that was. But the the uh, as so Charlemagne, the guy from the Breakfast Club uh, radio sh- morning show, the donkey of the day, it's not the Phoenix Suns owner. It's the, it was the fan that was standing behind him that mm-hmm. shoved Juggies thinking he wasn't going to get caught. You were the donkey of the day, and he got ejected okay. a and rightfully so.
1: Yeah, so it really was. So, I think it was kind of like, you know, so, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, but it didn't really get into it too much. So, it is what it is with that. So, I'm glad that Joker's is not going to get suspended because that day thing was kind of silly. But, you know, it's <laughs> just sort of like how weird all that works. But uh, moving on, uh, you know, real quick before we go to break, we got one more game. You know, this this next game from yesterday, uh, the Sixers, edged out Boston, 1-8, in Overtime, uh, a couple of big shots from uh, James Hart. We'll get to the the bigger uh, picture on that in just a second. But mm-hmm. he had 42 points, which is uh, I think is a, uh, a career playoff high for uh, him, or, or it's up there. I don't know if that's a career high. But Embiid mm-hmm. um, had you know 34 points, and also Marcus Marcus Smart you know hit the three, but he was about like a, maybe a tenth or maybe two tenths a little bit you know, late, you know, to mm-hmm. shoot it off. I'm sure it would have counted had he had gotten that off, maybe like a tenth, you know, a, a tenth or two uh or, or sooner, but, you know, now, you know, with that said, you know, they're tied at two and, uh, well, the Sixers were up big, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, the Celtics came rolling back that clock. Definitely mm-hmm. saved, uh, probably might've saved, uh, Doc Rivers' job, I think, because for the time Hattie, being,
0: yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Had
1: the Sixers lost that game. I mean, who knows, you know, I'm sure Philadelphia would have gone, you know, berserk. So thankfully, you know, Harden was able to save the day for Philly and, uh, Look, they're, they're tied at two going back to Boston.
0: Unlike in games two and three, Lakina, what did you notice know about James Harden? Because I noticed has- something very quickly that uh, that he didn't do in the last two games. I want to ask you before I he give my
1: answer.
0: He shot the ball? <laughs> well, no, then he drove the ball to the basket. I know Look, he's a true. different player now since he's getting older. I know he's lost a half a step. But you notice, especially during that first half, he was being aggressive driving the ball to the basket he was being a playmaker looking for his teammates and then which also helps Joel and Embiid as well. And I know both those guys scored over double digits in terms of points in the first half. I think mean, James Harden had 21, Joel Embiid had 19 in the first half. But James Harden was being aggressive if you outside of game 1 we haven't seen that in the series from him uh, until yesterday. So if James Harden uh, gets gets the green light to get aggressive uh, this Philadelphia 76 team is real dangerous. Now, they got away with murder yesterday, only scoring 11 points total off that bench. But so, uh, if James Harden goes being uh, as far as being aggressive, uh, taking his game to the basket, with still just settling for that jump shot all the time, Philadelphia is a much better team. And that's a, uh, one thing I noticed from Philadelphia's side yesterday. On the flip side for Boston, uh, they went through droughts from, from, shooting, from not shooting the ball very well, but One thing they do uh, operate very well, and we saw this last year on their March to the Finals, they turn up their defense, especially in the late stages of the game. You saw that yesterday with them forcing overtime.
1: Yeah, and those uh that was the second both both the Sixers wins have come came from uh Harden's uh go ahead threes. Of course, he joins mm-hmm. Richard Lewis and Robert Ori as the third player in the last 25 seasons, with you know, to do that in the last 20 seconds of the of, the, of, of their final possession. Also to John Howe, of course, you know, this video's gone viral. Um, he was one of the victims of the Michigan State uh, mass shooting that happened a couple of months ago. He's now paralyzed, but he is alive. He's a big Harden fan. Harden said that he wanted, you know, him to come. I'm talking about John to come on. You know, mm-hmm. invite him to one of the playoff games. He was there uh, yesterday. Um, he signed uh, his game worn secrets to give to to John, and it was a really sweet moment. And this about that's, and I think he gave him a jersey too. I think a mm-hmm. jersey too. So and a couple other uh, goodies as well. So that was a really nice moment for him, and, uh, and of course in a very dark, still a very dark, you know, time for him. Talking about because know, he lost a couple, a couple of friends were injured during that whole thing, but. You know, that was a sweet moment for uh, for John uh, to, and for Harden to share. That was really a really sweet moment. Now, as far as the game itself, I mean, look, you know, the, the Sixers got away with that. Oh, we have an 11 points scored off the bench, but they really need to get their bench, guys. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit after the break. But because we got to take a quick break, of course, we'll talk about the other uh, two uh, NBA uh, of playoff series going on right now. Of course, we'll talk some NHL. Playoff as, playoffs as well. Uh might be seeing some upsets here. Ooh, we'll see. But a lot to do <laughs> still coming up next. Lakita McGee, Sydney brown and our girl Christine Manica for are RB's having a rare, rare Monday appearance. Yeah, here. a rare
0: Monday appearance, yes. Very Ooh.
1: rare, yes. Yeah. So uh well, we're gonna have Ronnie get her, her thoughts on some of this stuff as well. So Lakita McGee, Sydney Brown, Second Se Sports, I'll sports Social Chicago, more more fun coming up in hour two or right after this. <laughs> no, I don't know no. though. That you're in my lane no not
3: at all are you not paying attention are you texting I was just checking in with my mom I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six it's okay
1: there's enough time just pay attention I'm not even halfway through my text there's no way I'm not even going to look up my babies are in the car you have to pay attention it's supposed to be a quick text I'm so sorry
3: Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National
1: Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference.
3: Let's make a difference. (laughs)
0: Thank <laughs> you. Welcome back to album number two of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid, that's You can follow Yosholy on the Twitter and the IG sck 80 Once again, sck 80 that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0.
1: And follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and I can't again on IG.
0: We have 55 minutes left or so. This is this against We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. you have any questions or comments for us, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comments section, we can get them up on the screen for you. And don't forget, coming up le- on later this hour, our girl from KXRB, Miss Christine, the Queen Manica, will join us for her bi-weekly commentary of sports, entertainment, and more.
1: All right, Sid, we're going to look forward to that. But you know, going back to the rest of the weekend in the NBA, we'll start off with. Um the Lakers, the Lakers dominating uh the Warriors. And I'm, I'm kind of like the, these games have not been close, especially game one. You know, all the rest of the games since have been uh have not been close. In this case, Saturday was no exception. 127-97. Uh the Lakers pound the Warriors. Uh AD had 25. Steph Curry had 23 in a losing effort. Now, of course, you know, granted, uh Looney, you know, Kevin Looney without so. That yeah that, you know, that mm-hmm. might have played a little bit of a part in this, but you know even still they got good contributions from uh, some guys. Of course you know, LeBron. Uh, LeBron had 21. Also, DeAndre Russell had 21. Austin Rivers had 10 points. So you know, Dennis Schroder had 12 off the bench. Also, uh, two. Uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth also had 20 off the 12 off the bets, I should say. So a little bit contributions for everybody for the Lakers, and that's been one of the reasons why they were able to pull this uh, out and pound the Warriors.
0: Yeah, we said this on the last few shows, including our last show last Friday, Lakina. So does goals Anthony Davis, so goes the Lakers. You need LeBron to be that facilitator and, mm-hmm. and help chip in score and rise as your second or third a leading scorer. If you expect LeBron James to put on a cape like he was in Cleveland the first time or even the second time, that's not going to happen because he's a much older player. Anthony Davis took advantage of Kevon Looney's uh, absence, 25 points. You mentioned 13 rebounds and four blocks. And ABC showed a real of this during the broadcast. I don't know if you paid attention to it, but did you notice that Anthony Davis played very well on the pick and roll with something he's been struggling with throughout these playoffs? Uh, These these playoffs, he played very well in in the pick and roll, had a couple of steals, which led to some fast break points for the Los Angeles Lakers. And he's really stepping up defensively, not just in the paint, but uh, defending the pick and roll. Also to uh, D'Angelo Russell, he came out hot. I think I believe he hit his first three or four three point shots and which that that helped the Lakers get off to a a fast start. But he mentioned the contributions of the other guys, also Reeves and Dennis Schroeder. We've been begging for them to do that. and, And they did that on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I know LeBron, people made a big deal about LeBron not taking any uh, field goal attempts you know, during the first half, which is our uh, first quarter. I just it was the first in his career. I think he might have had mm-hmm. some other things going on. We'll get to that later on with Christine. But, you know, look, I think this is what you want. He finished up with 21 points, two for four from three. And, look, I think the three-point shooting was really the story. I mean, the Lakers uh, shot 48.4% from uh, three while the Warriors only uh, – only shot about 30 percent. that's not going to do it for you especially if you're a mm-hmm. team like the Warriors that depends on the three a lot so mm-hmm. for me I think that's that's going to be the real thing here and the real test we'll see if Looney will be able to uh come back tonight I'm, I'm kind of like kind of at that point where someone's got to uh, look someone you know both teams have kind of uh held serve so you know the Lakers are up 2-1 right now and we'll see I mean this game tonight's game is pivotal for the Warriors for multiple reasons, but like I said, we'll get to that in in a second, but you know, the contributions from both, uh, from, uh, all from the supporting folks from the Lakers. So, you know, I, I think that's going to be really going to be the key. Now going, you know, back into that, the other game from Saturday, uh, the Heat take a two-one lead over the Knicks. in a very uh interesting game. Uh 105 and just to nice.
0: say the least.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, well, a that, well that that was kind of like the whole thing here. 19 points. You know, the uh, the, the Heat beat the the Knicks by 105, 80, It's So saw a little bit of what the old uh Knicks uh Heat playoff uh series from back in the day, of course. You know, all that was missing was uh uh Tibbs uh grabbing uh Bam's leg. That would have been hilarious, but uh, you know <laughs> it is when uh, that uh you know Jesus. Uh Jimmy Butler had another twenty-eight points, still you know, doing it with a bat despite a bad angle. Mash truss had nineteen points uh inter re- in for, you know for uh <clears throat> for Tyler Hero. Uh Bam had seventeen and twelve boards, so on the flip side for New York, I mean, Julius Randle, where are you, uh, buddy? Ten points. I know that ankle might still be bothering you. Now, uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, to his credit, a, with a bum ankle, 20 points, but was also 0 for 5 from 3. So you got to think that played a part in it as well. So look, this series could still go either way, but I think for people who thought that maybe they were going to, you know, that they were, you know, going uh, <laughs> to, that this was is going to be an easy uh, series for the Knicks, you're the saying not so fast.
0: Yes, yeah, so as you mentioned, Lakina, Miami uh, came out on fire. They shot the ball well in that first half, especially from the outside where the Knicks went cold. The only person that was doing anything, like you said, was Jalen Brunson. But uh, the Knicks are going to, have to uh, make some adjustments, especially defensively. We know what GMB Butler can do for the Miami Heat. Of course, his his return made a huge difference, which we all thought it would with Butler scoring 28 points. Do you double-team Butler? Uh, what do you do uh, staying home with those other shooters with Matt Struss, Caleb Martin, and Duncan Robinson? Uh, the, the Coach tips for the Knicks are going to have to figure out something defensively. How are you going to defend Jimmy Butler? Will you constantly double-team him as soon as he gets the ball or what? Uh, they got to figure out something because we all know in the playoffs, it's not about uh, exotic schemes or anything like that. It's all about matchups and adjustments. So I, I, I get Josh Hart is your primary defender on Jimmy Butler when he, ever, he guards him, but something's going to change the way they defend Jimmy Butler. What is that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be really gonna be. And look, that's something that they're gonna to have to figure out. I'm talking about the Knicks because if mm-hmm. look, Heat somehow wins tonight and they go up three one, that's gonna be a gonna be a big hole for the Knicks to climb out of. Especially we got Brunson, mm-hmm. the, that ankle still bother him. We got Randall struggling. So I, I I don't know. I mean, again, we'll see what happens. But I know I know quickly. You know, I think he's been having trouble with his ankles as well. So. Where have I seen this movie before, folks? With the uh, Coach Tibbs, Coach. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's a whole nother show in itself.
1: Yeah, it's a whole different, it's a whole different episode, whole episode right there. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I said, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, you know, some big, you know, pivotal uh, game tonight as well for the Knicks. So this is definitely a must-win for them, no doubt about it. Now going into this week, this weekend in the NBA playoffs, of course, tonight as I mentioned, of course, you got Game fours of both the Knicks and the Heat, as well as the Warriors. And the Lakers? Do you see anybody tying their series tonight?
0: If I were give a, a percentage of a chance for some uh, some team to tie a series, that's the Golden State Warriors. They've been through this situation before. You're staring down potential three one hole. Yes, the Lakers have, have played you in their in their two wins, but you're still the Golden State Warriors. If Kevon Looney somehow finds some miracle to play tonight, that better mm-hmm. you're that better that that gives you a, a better chance of winning the ball game but Draymond Green <clears throat> outside of the game two has made no impact in this series so far uh defensively so he, i'm looking at for him to step up tonight especially against uh, guarding anthony davis because uh, I, I my opinion is this should the lakers win tonight i think the series is over whether the lakers win game 5 or not on on wednesday but the lakers win tonight i think the series is over
1: we'll see i mean we'll see when hasn't been any updates on him so we'll see like i said draymond does he a step up i think his son will probably say the same thing because <laughs> 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 if you saw that presser from after i just want a close game i mean that game was not the last two have not been close. i mean the, for the first game is actually pretty close but the last mm-hmm. two have been just awful on, on either side so just want a close game tonight same thing with miami i mean you know we'll, we'll hope that jimmy bowler you tell that ankle so bothering me it will be interesting how he can keep up with that mm-hmm. sore ankle um we'll see if you know guys look you know Julius Reynolds needs to step up it's that simple so if I would say the Knicks have a shot to even a series but like Miami if they can't you know get you know guys like you know stress and bam and maybe Kyle Lowry finds the of the youth uh Gabe Vincent I mean look there are a lot of guys out there that can kind of have a big nights for the heat so if you're the heat you want to try to get three what well, that way you can go to MSG and try to clinch it so We'll see what happens there. Now tomorrow's matchups; these are all, all these games are on TNT. By the way, both the uh, tonight's games are on TNT, and uh, tomorrow night's games are on TNT. Uh, the Sixers in Detroit, in the pivotal both pivotal game fives. Uh, that's we uh, yeah, Well, no, the Knicks. Well, well the Knicks and the, and the, thing, the Knicks and the Heat are, are the first game, and you know, that on that Monday, and of course uh, the, the Warriors and the Lakers. Now the Celtics and the hosts in the. Uh, the Sixers, a pivotal game five. That's at 6.30 on TNT. Mm-hmm. And also, to the Suns and Denver. Another pivotal game five on TNT at 9 o'clock. Of course, who had the call on that one. So, who will win these pivotal game fives?
0: I think the Celtics will win game five because they had a chance to steal one uh, yesterday. And like you said, they just ran out of time. They did everything right. It's just they ran out of time. So, I expect the Celtics to win tomorrow night. And I expect the Denver Nuggets to win on home court uh, tomorrow night as well. Jogic, as we mentioned, he scored 53 points last night, but he didn't get much help. And plus, Denver, they play much better on their home court anyway. So as we mentioned, Phoenix, do they have a shot to steal uh, game five tomorrow night? Yes, they do, especially what they did in game two. I know they won the last two games to tie the series, but Denver is is the better team, especially at home. So I I expect another close game. I think Denver's going to pull this one out.
1: Just, like I said, it'll be interesting to see, but like I, I think the Suns will win Game Five. I don't know why. I think because they were so close and in game two so i think there might be a chance there but again i think both these games are going to be close it's really going to be to see who uh who makes those big shots late so we'll see what happens there now again you know tnt will have it again on wednesday of course a double header you got the heat and the knicks and the, the lakers and the warriors well we won't know uh who will be having the leads by then by the mm-hmm. time we have because we're recording this so We'll see. And, of course, on Thursday, you got got uh, Boston and Philly we'll, and, and Denver and uh, Phoenix. We'll see what those two teams are. Game six see. for
0: both those series.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Where we're the, both these teams are will be by then. So, uh, but, but these games are going to be on ESPN on Thursday. So uh, Celtics, Sixers at 6.30 and uh, Nuggets and Suns at 9. So, yeah, so uh, that's your schedule for this week in the uh, NBA playoffs.
0: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports On Chicago, the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color. I'm Sid Deslekina. Uh, Before we get to our girl, Miss Christine, the queen, manica at the bottom of the hour. Likina, let's get into some Stanley Cup playoffs in the NHL. Let's do that hockey. <laughs> and we'll start backwards as we usually do. Uh, in the Western Conference, second round uh, playoff matchup, the Seattle Kraken take a 2-1 to series lead over the Dallas Stars. Uh, Seattle hosted their first ever um not the first ever, but but their first playoff game in the second round, uh, they they destroyed the Dallas Stars 7-2. to They scored three goals in the beginning of that second period. Likina, as we talked about before we went on air today, uh, we all know that Seattle's not a high-scoring team, but they took advantage of, of Dallas's, uh mistakes last night. If, I guess if Dallas was just fatigued, uh, I don't know. But Seattle took advantage of it. That second period, the way the, the Kraken started off, it was very hot. Uh, they used it to, to their advantage on uh, cruising to a five-goal win.
1: Yeah, uh, so I was going back and forth from this game because this was, this game was on TBS. Yes, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it, look, I mean, it was kind of like you know, a bored during the first period, but you know they you know they you know the the Kraken score five goals, you know in that second period it kind of you know put the game you know put the the, the match away there, I should say. And uh, they got some, look, they had different guys contribute and you know scoring goals. They had seven different goal scores, so. It, it, it's like I said. It, for me, I think this is going to be interesting because, look, it's not like Seattle. They're like these guys. You know, they got guys off the street. You got guys that have won Stanley Cups. You've got guys that you know have you know played in the playoffs. This is their first career, you know, with the with the win against Colorado, uh, being them their first franchise playoff series win. So they have sixty different goal scorers in the playoffs so far. So it's been a good contr- contribution from every you know from you know every, just about every play on that. On that roster, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of like yo, know, we're seeing maybe a, a a good sort of like breakthrough here, and of course, um, you know, Matty Miniers, who uh, could be uh, uh the Calder, it was a Calder Trophy finalist for Rookie of the Year, so he's been a big mm-hmm. contribute, you know, a lot of contributors as well in these playoffs so far. So look, I mean, they've got guys on those on that team, so I don't think anybody should be too shocked that they're uh, that they've you know they played you know uh, Dallas tough, like I said, Dallas might be tired, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I, I, don't know. Like I said, I don't I don't want to you know to uh, to, uh, to quote uh, you know Rick Tockett, who of course is back doing uh, uh studio stuff for uh, for Turner at least for the rest of the, the playoffs. He said the best like, you know games change every every in every series games change you know each time. So if Dallas comes back tomorrow and they you know they can kind of you know dominate and even the series, we'll see. But yeah, I mean it, it's definitely like you know so the, I think we got to take the Kraken pretty lightly.
0: Yeah, and they're taking the Seattle very lately. They just got their wake-up call. I say let's give Philip Gruber the Sterling Goalie for the Kraken his props. Mm-hmm. Uh he showed up especially the last couple of games of that series against Colorado in the first round to pull out that upset. He's been very good so far in this round against the Dallas Stars.
1: Oh, absolutely. He's been standing on his head too. It was a big look, he was one of the big reasons why, you know, they upset the the Avalanche. So, you know, I guess we gotta, gotta give him definitely gotta give him his props. So uh yeah, you know, we'll see what happens next series. We'll get to the rest of the series in a second now. Uh, probably one of the biggest surprises going to the Eastern Conference semifinals. You got the Panthers now up 3-0 on the Maple Leafs. And uh look, <laughs> we saw Toronto, they wanted Florida. Well, look, as they all say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so they that the Sam Reinhardt's uh, game winner in overtime uh propelled the Panthers to get, take that 3 0 lead against the Maple Leafs. And, look, I don't know. I mean, look, they've got contributions from all sides of their their guys. Of course, you know, Ryan already got Anthony Duclair. Shout out to the brother,
0: Anthony Duclair. Yeah, He was here for a short time.
1: Yeah, he did play for the Hawks for a little bit, you know, for like maybe a couple of So He didn't stay that long, unfortunately. But, he's you know, he's making big contributions for the Panthers. And, of course, Sergei Bobrovsky has been really solid, too. Sergei Bobrovsky, yep. Yep. 22 saves for him, and uh, look, I, look, I think the Panthers might have a shot to to win the cup. I don't think you could have said that. Look, they were they were one of the last teams <laughs> to get into the playoffs, so they're yeah. saying that, hey, you know what? Look, we're we're here, and uh, look, don't get it twisted, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah, call me crazy, Lakina, but usually in all sports, you want to play your best. Uh, your, your uh, play your best, uh, carrying momentum going into the playoffs, and as you mentioned, that's what the Florida Panthers are doing. Call me crazy, but doesn't this, this, this remind you to a lesser state, the 2012 uh, Stanley Cup champion, Los Angeles Kings, in, in, of, when yeah. John Quick was healthy in, in his prime? Uh, the Kings, yeah. they, I think they were the AC, and they, ran, mm-hmm. they, they almost swept every series except for the Stanley Cup final when they beat the New Jersey Devils to six. But I, I kind of get that feel uh, from the Florida Panthers a little bit. I know they beat Boston in seven. Right now, they up 3-0 against Toronto. Uh, uh, but for Toronto, Austin Matthews, Jonathan Ferris, where are you? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know.
1: (laughs) but Look, I mean, like I said, I think some of the guys from Toronto are going to have to contribute. I mean, look, Sam Lafferty can't do it by himself. So, if you're Toronto, I I think you got to be, I don't know. I mean, look, you know, Eric Gustafson, I think he could do a little bit more. He did have a goal last night, but I think he could do a little bit more, too. So... Toronto I don't know what to look I don't know what to say I mean if you're Toronto you just just you got to get your know, game by game and step by step just win try to win try to win tomorrow and the you will know, see if you can kind of at least cut that lead to three to three to one and see and just go from there that's really the only thing you can do at this point so we'll see if the Maple Leafs can do that now going into uh well my my Carolina my Carolina Hurricanes loses to uh New the Devils eight to four. They had seven different goal scores. You know the Devils did as well. Look, they played like a team that was you know had a basket the baskets of wall. You know we mm-hmm. saw them doing it against the the, the Rangers. Rob Bridibor was not very happy. I saw his face. His face. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did, look, they did, they did catch up a little bit. I mean, they did start to catch up now. Unfortunately, a couple couple of, uh big goals uh from you know guys like Jack Hughes and um you know Aldrey Pes, pes, uh, pay it, pay it. I should say. So you know they were, you know, just uh, just too much for uh, for the Hurricanes. But if you're the Hurricanes, you look so just start over and just you know see because I don't know you don't want you don't want to give the Devils any any, any kind of hope.
0: No, you don't. We know that Carolina's a very good uh, speed team. <clears throat> also play very well the team defense, and we saw that. It, I want to reference it to Game Two on Friday. We thought that New Jersey's going to come out and uh, give a better performance. They didn't. But mm-hmm. they, they turned up as the kids would say yesterday offensively. <laughs> so, I, uh, you know, you know, they say like you say, Jack Hughes, he scored twice last night, and so that was encouraging to see. I think it was just a, a minor setback for the Carolina Hurricanes. So, if uh, now the Devils tie it up tomorrow night, like you say, it will be a new series. But I think overall, uh, Carolina's a better team; they're a more experienced team. New Jersey, they're a young team, and give uh, uh, former Buffalo uh, Sabres uh, Lindy Ruff now there. Devils head coach, a credit for having these guys motivated to play to a system that fits their needs. But Carolina is a better a better team overall. They just had it all night, and I expect them to play better tomorrow night.
1: Should be yeah, should be uh, definitely a pivotal there for uh, obvious reasons. Now going into the scheduling for uh you know for this week in the Stanley Cup playoffs, of course you got game the long game three that has not played yet uh, tonight yet in the Western Conference, you got Vegas and Edmonton. Uh, you know series tied at one. This will be on ESPN at seven thirty. I'm wondering though, if you're Edmonton, do you wanna to try to get that home ice and try to kind of like, you know, take control of the series, you know, get Connor mm-hmm. McDavid and others to, you know, to show up and you know, just to kinda of like cause he kinda of, I don't want to say he's been quiet through this series, but you know, he did have a goal uh in their win, but it feels like he could be doing a little bit more at this point. You want more guys to step up, but you're you're the guy, you're the reason one of the reasons why they're up there right now. So you wanna try mm-hmm. to kind of get it going there too. I mean, if you're the the Knights, nice I mean Maybe get away from Vegas might be a a bad thing. Who knows? But, uh, like I said, I think the goal goal today is really going to be the thing that kind of – we'll see what happens in the the rest of the series.
0: Yeah, we said that on our last show on Friday, the first two games have been very high scoring, which has been entertaining to watch. But, you know, strong goaltending uh, usually takes over in the playoffs. So uh, I expect one of these two games to be a a goalie, uh, goaltender-type game. Now, Vegas needs that style more than the Edmonton Oilers do because – Edmonton is a fast paced high scoring team Vegas is not so what gives here in Vegas is more apparent for them to get get out of Edmonton with the split. And like you said for Edmonton on the flip side, I know Leo Drada still scored four goals in game two, but you okay. can't depend on him to do that again. So uh, uh, I expect the series to be tied up at two games apiece by the time we get back on there on Friday.
1: We'll see what happens there now. On tomorrow's matches, of course, these games are also on ESPN, the doubleheader here. You got Carolina New Jersey. Carolina, you, you, you better hold me. Game four. Up. Yeah. What was what, it, game four? No, it's game four. Oh, game four. I thought that like game three. Yeah. Game mm-hmm. four, uh, Carolina and uh, New Jersey at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Um, Dallas and Seattle at 8.30. That's the night game. That's the late night game on ESPN mm-hmm. as well. Um, do you see – Do you see maybe, you know, do you see the the Devils and the Stars tie in their respective series?
0: One word, yes.
1: All right. Um, Wednesday, you got Toronto and Florida. Will will the Panthers, uh, are the Panthers going to sweep the the Maple Leafs or will the Maple Leafs try to, you know, make it a little bit interesting and win uh, game four?
0: I think because of the pressure and the expectations from the whole town Panther fans, I think Toronto will steal this game.
1: And also, too, so you got game four. We'll see. We won't know where they'll be, but, you know, just for real purposes, Vegas and Edmonton, depending on where they are at 9 – this will be a 9 o'clock game on mm-hmm. ESPN on Wednesday. Um, I think they'll be tied by the time they go back to Vegas. I think the, mm-hmm. these teams are kind of evenly matched for the most part. So I think they'll be tied going back to going back to Vegas.
0: Yep. and then on Thursday the schedule looks like this: uh, Game five between Devils and the Hurricanes will be on TNT at six o'clock that's Chicago time. Followed by Seattle at Dallas for Game five. That's at eight thirty on TNT. That's your Thursday schedule for the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Yeah, we'll see where, we'll see where all those games are. We'll be mm-hmm. we'll be a clincher for Carolina. We'll be a clincher for Seattle. We'll have to wait and see, but. You'll know, be interesting. It should be interesting though, nonetheless. I just listen to second C Sports on sports Social, Chicago, Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown with you. Now we got a couple more minutes. You got the NHL draft coming up tonight. Uh the Blackhawks have a, a, a solid shot. You know, get Connor Bedard. Um they have like a, about a 9.3% chance or whatever. 19, I don't know how you know, the numbers, but I think I've seen the positive vibes tonight. They look, you know, we all know how the paint pong ball ping pong balls can go, so um, I think it will be well, – well, yeah, I mean, we'll see. If they're in the top three, I guess. If they're in the top three, fine, uh, number one would be great. If they can at least get to the top three, I think I'll be happy. If they don't get the number one pick, I guess.
0: Yeah, like you said, it, it should, it's a, a deep draft, at least for the top five, six players uh, for the NHL. But, of course, you like to get number one. Of course, for those of you listening on our replay on our podcast, at War Media Podcast, I'm wearing my uh, Blackhawks t-shirt. Uh, I don't want to give out my prediction to say. I'm hoping for the best as well. but uh, I won't be surprised if I end up disappointed tonight. so but we'll see what happens. I know Anaheim is up there as well. I think I think that third best chance again, and of course San Jose uh, is up there as well. So uh, Lakina, if, if you're the NHL, you want kind Bedard in a big market. Oh, well, if he goes to Anaheim, city, yeah, that's the LA market. But the the Anaheim Ducks, are, like, the White right size. they they treat they, yeah. they treat it like a second class citizen, team. Plus, they they are in Orange County, outside of Los Angeles, so yeah, yeah. That, they will not do uh, any justice for the NHL. You want kind of a dart in a big market, and and Chicago has the best chance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh- I know uh, uh Tom Fortelli who does a great job, uh a columnist for CBS Sports.com. I think, you know, I think he said it best, I think, you know, maybe uh they should try to you know, rig the uh the lottery to for the to get to the you know, Chicago, <laughs> especially. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Like that'll be I think that'll be before I think that'll be before um I think that'll be before that uh that Vegas Edmonton game, I think. So right Yes yeah, before- tonight at asked-
0: seven o'clock on ESPN and ESPN plus.
1: Yeah, it'll be right before that Vegas or Vegas mm-hmm. Edmonton uh, game three. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, uh, TBS is in a pretty tough spot. Well, Turner is, I should say. Uh, there's going to be a it's going to be a TNT, the Teleco like final we talked about right before we uh, came on. Said that uh, you know Jeff Ackers, who does a great job uh, with the entertainment, uh, well, those sports media uh, kind of like the Robert Feeder, I guess he's kind of taking over that. Uh, it's kind of taking over that, but you know for he the said Sh- that, Chicago
0: Sun Times. The
1: you know, Sun Times, well, we have a tribute, yeah. So the Sun Times, and uh. You know, he's been i guess he's kind of taken over uh, feeder's like Robert feeder who've done it for like for many years he's kind of taken over that but you know he basically said that uh Turner well, TNT they're in a tough spot because you know they're not going to have any big market well unless Toronto somehow comes back you know to win their series against the Panthers mm-hmm. They're going to be a it's going to be a pretty tough uh matchup uh a Stanley Cup matchup to try to sell so I don't know. I mean, like I said we, before we started recording, I guess look, unless they get uh, uh biz and talk in the steam room together, yeah, that might be the only way they'll get people <laughs> to stay interested. But you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of
0: yeah. If know. you're the N- yeah, if you're the NHL, you want Edmonton um, in there because it represents a Canadian team. Of course, Connor McDavid is, is is your MVP this year, one of the top three players in the league. On the Eastern side, do you can you really sell Florida? I know they haven't been in Stanley Cup know, since 96 with those rats, and they lost to the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche. Of, uh, of course, uh, New Jersey, of course, they mm-hmm. in the Tri-State area, but they don't get the same treatment like the Rangers do. And, of course, um, Carolina, I know you're your Hurricanes, Lakina, but can you really sell that to a casual audience in, in America? I'm sorry, you, you can't.
1: Yeah. So I know I'm not saying
0: anything new, but I know some die-hard hockey fans, fans don't want to hear it. But you you can't. I don't think uh, that you can sell that team to uh, middle America that casually watches hockey.
1: Could be like I said, it's gonna be tough. But uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what what the matchup is. If you get, if you if you get Edmonton, that might be the might be the only shot. If you get Edmonton coming out of the West, that might be the only way you'll be able to. Yeah. maybe you know get Connor McDavid. At least most people know who he is. So if you get Edmonton and mm-hmm. somebody, whether it's Florida or Carolina. You know, or Toronto. Well, Toronto, if, like, if you could pray that they come back, but <laughs> uh, well, we've seen it happen before. I mean, it's not yeah, like yeah. it hasn't been done, but you know, it's going to be tough for Toronto, but yeah, it's, they're, they're in a tough spot in, in the NHL, but uh, yeah, uh we'll see. But uh, yeah, like I said, more uh, biz and talk, and then the steam room, I guess, this might be the only way they'll be able to sell it, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it's a really quick break. Christine Medica is on deck. You know, she'll join us right uh coming up next. I'm sure she'll have her thoughts on the White Sox. Another uh sports happening still. So I see sports on sports on Chicago. Our girl Christy Becko KSRB coming up right after this.
2: This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school.
3: <laughs> These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are
1: just what I need for studying.
3: <laughs> These new
2: sneakers are just what I need for the new year. <laughs> This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class.
3: These colored pencils, too. These new socks?
1: They can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> and I finally
2: got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only ten. But one of these days, a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom.
0: They really do hear you.
2: Did you pack your toothbrush?
0: For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. Jay, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. <laughs> We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's You can follow your show on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKIDA0. That's SIDKIDA0.
1: You follow me at Cam again on the Twitter and at Kim's coming again on the IG.
0: This is our last segment of the show. Our last segment for today. We have less than a half hour left. If you want to get in those. Last minute, last second uh, questions and comments. You could do so by hitting us up on Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions mm-hmm. and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you.
1: All right, Cedio. So, oh, this is a very rare Monday appearance for our girl here, but yo, know, she's here nonetheless. She's from KXRP, of course. You know her, you love her, we love her too. Is Miss Christine, the Queen Manica, and. Uh, hey. <laughs> Can you he hear
3: me at least?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, yeah. it's okay. Oh, my gosh. I don't
3: know what's going on. It's a Monday.
1: <laughs> right. I know you had a busy <laughs> morning, but we can hear you, so, you know, it, it's fine. I don't know if I said it, though. I apologize. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Look, I mean, look, we'll, like I said, we'll make it work. We've had this happen before, you know, so it, it's no big deal now uh okay okay so let, let's start we got a lot to the uh, top with you about miss christine so let's talk about the white Sox for I me mean, they've won two series in a row which okay that that's great they scored 17 yesterday <laughs> so that's that's good uh but unfortunately Eloy's out after having an appendectomy so right. he's gonna be out about a month so uh, what, what do you think about where your white socks are at this point <laughs> i i mean clearly there there's been a lot of challenges
3: already this year it's i think it started when tim anderson got ejected after the third game you know it's three games and you're already getting injected and then you have injuries you have um some sort of a miscommunication between the farm Mm -hmm. system and and the team itself so it's there's a lot of wonky things going on and with Eloy. I saw that uh Gordon Beckham tweeted that do you remember when Jim Tomey or whoever it was had the same thing happen and he was back in mm-hmm. seven days? And I am like that's something to put into perspective. I don't know what the circumstances is it are, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see the the highs and, and the really low lows for the team right now. And again, it's only the start of the season
0: uh Christine the Sox record is 4 and 2 for the month of May following that ugly 10 game losing streak talk about Tim Anderson's impact on the team It's really has made a huge difference uh, so far in this last week or so
3: he has and uh, and you know it it shows that you need guys like Tim Anderson to stay healthy and to stay on that roster whatever it takes you know they don't they don't have Jose Abreu anymore you know they they don't have those big hitters like they did two, three years ago, and now it's kind of, it's Tim Anderson's team. He's one of the top veterans that, that all the young guys are going to look up to, and as a leader, you're supposed to set an example like one.
1: Do you think the Sox have a chance to get back get back in? They're seven back right now, and they play the the Royals, which has been kind of the house of horrors for uh, the Sox, uh-huh. and Casey especially, so do you think they have a shot of getting back into it? I think they have a shot of getting back into it. Am I going to
3: say that they're going to make the playoffs this year. Ah, that's kind of an, again, it, it's a 50-50 shot for them just because they've had, had some good wins and then you've had the losses that kind of make you scratch your head a little bit. I'm just thankful then I actually went to a winning game on Friday for the Angels, so that was refreshing.
0: <laughs> one more, one more question about the White Sox before we move on, Christine. Uh, Liam Hendricks, uh, he met the media here in Chicago yeah. last week. He, he talked about his experiences uh, going through the cancer treatment. He's in in Charlotte right now on a rehab assignment. And uh, he looks like he's going to be back sooner rather than later. We don't know the exact time is. If you caught the comments uh, to the media last week, what were your thoughts?
3: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. yeah, That's so Liam Hendricks saying, I hate it when they were cheering because then I was getting emotional because I want to get angry when I'm on the mound, not get mm-hmm. emotional. <laughs> so I think that that's totally his personality. And it just shows that. You know, he was he was really fighting and just the the anger that he has now for even getting diagnosed with cancer because, you know, you and I, we've never experienced anything like that. And knock on wood, pray to God that we don't. But when you get a a diagnosis like that, you do get angry. You do get upset. So for him to get diagnosed with it, hey, there's not a better guy in the world to fight cancer than him. And B, he's going to use that anger to his advantage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad he did do that. And we'll see. We'll see once he does come back. He may not come. He probably won't be back till about right. this time next month. But hopefully, it can give him you know that spark and maybe perhaps I I, know, I hate to say it, but maybe you know he can kind of be sort of like at least a little bit of what the William Hedges were used to seeing. And maybe perhaps yeah. maybe Rick Hahn can trade him. I know his he was a subject of trade talks before the season started so right. before we found out about his cancer diagnosis. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, well, what do you think? I mean, you know, should the White Sox not get back in it? Could you see Rick Hahn perhaps maybe trade a Liam Hendricks or even some people even said maybe a Tim Anderson at this point?
3: I would see more Tim Anderson than a Liam Hendricks. It would be a shame to let go such an energy, both of them really, but more so Liam Hendricks, I think, just to, just to let that energy go like that.
0: According to Bob Nightingale's report of USA Today over the weekend, uh, of course, we all know he has a direct line to the White Sox organization. And he says that, yeah, (laughs) he said that at least according to his report, he said that the White Sox organization probably will pick up that $15 million option on on Hendricks' contract for next year. As far as the futures of Anderson, Lucas Giolito, I think Lucas Giolito, who's a free agent after this year, he may be gone anyway. But the Sox are out of it. He's probably gone by July 31st. they somehow stay in it what happens uh they're gonna let them go during the off season
3: honestly i can see that too because wasn't it 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 was between him and copeck that they were going back saying that they're they're just not right like those two when you think about the the pitchers and you think copeck and giolito that they're just not the same players they're not the same pitchers as what they were a year ago or even before copeck's injuries so yeah, I can see Giolito happening more so than Hendrix in all honesty.
1: We're just to see what happens now with that. Now, coming to like, the more disappointment, uh you know, Abreu's not playing very well with the Astros so far. And most of so the crazy things that are going on there with apparently, I guess he's going to be DHing. And now, now there's some rooms that maybe he may not even play at all. So, yeah. What do you think? I mean, all the former, uh, I guess, you know, Chicago baseball players you know, who's having it worse, I guess.
3: <laughs> it's a crazy game. It just reminds you that it that it is a business. Essentially, it's an entertainment and it's a business. And it just shows that you can be at the top of your game. But once you're in another team, you can either sort of fly to the occasion or or not.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. As the St. Louis Cardinals have been struggling this year, they'll take on the Cubs tonight at Wrigley Field, uh, starting at 6 40 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Christine, staying with baseball, I know you said you were there on Friday. The, yeah. uh, the Angels beat the Texas Rangers. Now, the Texas Rangers have been one of the surprise teams in Major League Baseball this year. What has caught your eye, both positive and negatively, uh, throughout this first and now full month of Major League Baseball? Which teams have caught your eye, both positively Gosh. and negatively?
3: You know, some points when I was watching the Angels game on Friday, I was kind of shaking my head because they were doing some of the plays that the White Sox would be doing—just silly mistakes and, and just kind of digging a hole until you actually somehow come up with a win. So, <laughs> I guess the team that surprised me in in a negative way is the Yankees. I mean, they're they're having a great season statistically. But they're last in their division. It just shows how competitive that part of baseball is. So that's kind of surprising to me. Um, I, I'm still pretty shocked about the, uh, gosh, the White Sox. I, I don't want to go back on them. But they were mm-hmm. really supposed to have a better season than what they're having. And so far, it just it, it's not clicking for whatever reason. And, and there's normally that with growing pains when it comes to a new general manager and whatnot. But this is this is just a little bit tougher for some for some reason. I don't know. It, it, it that's something else. Um, gosh, putting me on the spot here, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know, that's I'm what we do. The, <laughs> that's what Cubs. we do. You know what? I I always give the Cubs such a hard time, but they're actually having a pretty decent season. So I'm I'm gonna give credit where credit is due and say that that's the team that's surprising me.
0: You hear that, Cubs fans? Christine's actually giving you some love and no I'm name calling. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. I was saying, yeah, she, she wasn't being condescending either. She was actually being very uh, sincere about it. No, <laughs> I am. Seriously,
3: I think Cody Bellinger did something for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I th- absolutely. I think, I think everyone can agree on that. I mean, we'll see yeah. if, you know, if Matt Murvis can be, you know, sort of like that guy. You know, he had a solid uh, showing in that Marlins series. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, I want to switch gears here and, you know, go to the uh, the hardwood and talk some NBA playoffs. Any surprises so far? And, uh, you know, like same thing, a positive or negative? Your surprises. God,
3: I love this Laker and uh, uh, the Warrior series going on right now. I think that that's great basketball. And I was joking that uh, they have the easiest commute out of any out of the any teams right now playing. They just gotta go from one side of the state to the next side of the state. Mm. So I think that's kind of funny. And. Yeah, I I just think that's some good hometown basketball, because if you're talking about a home team, you might as well be cheering for the state of California. So I think I think that's pretty awesome. Um, And Laker fans get in it, man. Oh, my gosh. We were walking around L.A. on Saturday because that was game three of the series. And everyone was in their purple and gold. There was a big stage by the Staples Center. I'm not calling it the Crypto.com Center because it will never be the Crypto.com Center. <laughs> um, yes. But it's, it's just a really, it's a really cool atmosphere for game day for for Lakers fans and even for Golden State fans. They were giving out away Golden State shirts too. So yeah, that that was pretty fun to be around.
0: Yeah, you was gonna you, I was gonna ask you. That was going to be my next question to you, Christine. What was the Atmosphere around the city of Los Angeles because we all oh. it depends. It depends on the season. It's a Dodger town when it's baseball season. Mm-hmm. When of course when it's basketball season, it's a Lakers town. Talk to us a little bit more what you and Chris, uh, your future, uh, your soon to be husband, experienced uh, over the weekend with the with the Lakers-Warriors series in town.
3: Yeah, I think it was great. I mean, you could tell that everyone was really excited. again, you see the Shaq jerseys. Of course, you see the Kobe jerseys, and, mm-hmm. and just it's it's a great atmosphere and it and it's a great thing for for los angeles and for san francisco too um and i said the to chris jokingly the only thing that was missing was a scalper coming up to us on the on the street saying <laughs> Five hundred dollars for tickets, and he was laughing because he, he's like, "You're not wrong. That was the only mm-hmm. thing missing."
1: Right, absolutely, but yeah, you got you got to think this is up There' a little bit yeah. of you know playful trash talk back and forth between the Warrior fans and Lakers right. fans, so it's actually been pretty funny. Yeah, it so is.
3: Like, it seriously is.
1: Yeah, so Joel and winning MVP. Do you have any issue with that? Not at the moment, I don't. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know what, let's switch gears here and talk some uh, NFL draft. We haven't had a chance to uh, talk to you yeah. after uh, the Bears, when they after their draft. So did, did you like the Bears draft class? You know, Was there like some picks that kind of made you scratch your head or or just, it's just in general with the whole NFL?
3: I think the, the draft in general was very predictable this year, and that's not said too often, but this year it was pretty straightforward when it comes to the Bears. It was surprising though. I will say that they went down to the 10th pick from go. That was just a weird last minute. That that was just weird in my opinion, but I think they got it right. I think they actually got a good draft class this year. Instead of going for, you know, the wide receiver, or the the quarterback, you know, all those shiny positions, they went for what they needed. And and for that that's very smart. Very smart.
0: Yeah, speaking of uh, your franchise quarterback for the Bears, Christine, Justin Fields graduated from Ohio State he yesterday. He Graduated from college, uh, to, uh, me. receiving his degree in finance. Uh, give us your thoughts about that. I thought it was a very cool moment. I, I saw it on social media. Of course, it's been running here in Chicago on the news all morning. In yeah, I,
3: I, think it's, I think it's great, too. You know, I always respect athletes that get drafted so young to be able to finish their degree or for athletes. That didn't really finish their degree and decided to go back to school to get something to, to fall back on. Um, Cole Komet, he he's doing the same thing. Or if not, he did graduate from Notre Dame and, and getting his degree finished up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's great. Now, like I said, Notre Dame, Cole Komet, Ohio State, Justin Fields, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so Fields <laughs> can just run along with the buckeyes. <laughs>
1: we'll also do another uh shout out to the, the latter part of what you said christine ray allen who i, th- I thought he got his degree already like, like about uh, after yes this. he
3: did get his degree yeah which I,
1: which, which is weird because i thought he'd already gotten it like like years ago after like, i think the second uh yeah. team championship because I, I know he only said so he only had like, like a couple of classes after he yeah. left uh U- uconn to go to the nba so i thought he already had his degree but you know larry fisher reported that he got his, he got his degree so you know kudos to him as well. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's never too late to go back to school. I know That was, what, about 20 years since – a little over 20 years since uh, yeah. Mamre Allen was there. So yeah. I guess it's never too late to get your degree or anything for that matter. So kudos to both uh, him and uh, Justin Fields. So, yeah, that was pretty cool And when I saw the pictures of both of them yesterday.
3: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I think there was a basketball player that got his degree too not too long ago. I can't it, – it escapes my memory. But I think there was another situation like that. Oh, you know what? It was um oh gosh, oh my lord. He ended up playing golf. At oh the- uh, J.R. Smith. J.R. Yeah, Smith yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, J.R. Smith, that was it. Yeah, he went back to school. Not only did he get his degree, but he just decided I'm gonna play golf. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> and actually pretty good at golf
3: too. Actually.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah mm-hmm. right. <laughs> we're joined
0: by our homegirl, Miss Christine, the Queen Manica for KXRBs in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right here on Sega City Sports. A red Monday appearance for the Queen, but we're glad she's here joining us. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. Christine, uh, saw some of the pictures on your Insta over the weekend Weekend with you and your uh, soon-to-be husband, Chris. Tell Chris we we said hello. Uh, yes. Besides uh, attending the Angels game last Friday, what else did you guys do on your trip back to his hometown of Los Angeles?
3: Oh, gosh. Well, we went to Temecula on Wednesday, Ooh. had a little bit of wine, experienced that that Southern California wine country. If you don't want to go all the way up to Napa, that's the next best place to, to go check that out.
0: He didn't get um, too drunk, did he? What's up? He didn't get too drunk, did he?
3: No, no. <gasps> okay, good. good, good, good. <laughs> no. He was telling me that as many glasses as i want since i was on vacation (laughs) i only had had four so we went to now maybe five so we went to four different wineries and i had a glass at every one that we went to so it was like an hour in between each glass of wine but then the last place that we went to we actually went back to the first place because we we liked that one the best and i wanted to you know purchased a couple of bottles so i had a another glass there so it
1: worked out well love that you know is there any any particular favors that you know you guys have picked out for your wedding you know yet <laughs> or... <laughs> I, wasn't,
3: I wasn't even thinking about that in all honesty but now well, i think the next time we go back maybe we'll have to bring a couple of bottles just for the wedding
1: yeah well it's like yeah look that's a nice look that's a nice region of california other than that yeah. like you said for the wine so you know, might as well get a couple of bottles for the wedding. Right. <laughs> well, let's us they not have to worry about.
0: <laughs> any agree. other fun, yeah? Any other uh, fun, fun activities, sightings that you experienced uh, in LA? So length?
3: yeah, so when we were at the again Staples Center uh, next to it, we we checked out the Grammy Museum, and that was pretty cool just to mm-hmm. see all the all all the artifacts and yeah. just the, the history of you know some of the greatest songs we ever heard. Um, And then we checked out the Griffith Observatory. Oh yes. I I will say it's so great up there. It's beautiful, but parking, it's a pain in the butt. Yes. Like, I, <laughs> I've heard, I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I, yeah, that's that's just my two cents on, on the parking because I'll go off in a tirade if I keep mm. going.
1: Well, well um, that whole region, that whole region, of California, and the parking yeah. is just terrible because <laughs> it, it's awful.
3: And then, so that night after we, we checked out uh, my, my future father in law's baseball game, um, he was behind home plate he was the the ump for the long beach state cal what was
1: it chris cal state
3: bakersfield, cal state
1: bakersfield
3: game so that was fun to, to Ooh, watch okay. that
1: yeah oh, that's cool oh yeah 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 because yeah, it's coming down to wire to in the baseball season i think they're like almost they're going to conference tournaments in pretty a much weeks. yeah they're yeah the college the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 Mm-hmm, yeah, well, I know the softball. I know the softball. They're already started about to start their conference tournament as well. So yeah, grief. This year has gone by quick. <laughs> right. So, little little nutty there. Yeah, like so much. uh But even still, I mean, look, you know, it's great. I, I'm glad you guys had a great time. It was Look, it's a lot of. And I slept uh, fun. in.
3: That was the best part. Sleeping in <laughs> after waking up at four every day. That's nice.
1: <laughs> well, look, yo, that's the best part of out, out west. I mean, you know, even when the games are over with you, it's so early. So, you Oh, my kinda... God, I love that.
3: I literally <laughs> told Chris, like, this
1: is how any
3: sporting event should be. Just, like, still have to, enough of your night left just to chill out. And, exactly. And yeah, it was great. And I actually bounced to west coast time easier than previous times. So I wasn't tired at, like, 6 o'clock at night. I, I was still staying up until, like, 930. So that's an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Um, That's usually how it works when you go out west yeah. too. I think it kind of your your clock, your your body clock, kind of adjusts better. I, yeah. mean, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What was your experience like on the four an Expressway four hundred five? Because I know oh, it's a, sure. a gridlock. It's a gridlock <laughs> day and night, twenty four hours a day, uh, seven days oh, a they week. Don't,
3: they don't call it Expressway four hundred five. It's called the four hundred five. <laughs>
0: That's, <laughs> That's what I mean. mean.
3: Just like the five, the ten, they don't say freeway or expressway they say the five the ten yeah all that okay. yeah what was your
0: experience like you guys used to oh, express like?
3: you know it's never really that bad the, <laughs> i let me let me put it this way the times that oh chris is giving me the look saying it was bad it was bad on saturday but other than that it wasn't terrible like the times that i've been to california it hasn't been like, awful. I haven't been in like okay. standstill traffic. So, yeah,
1: it, it was moving at least. Right.
0: Okay. Well, You're yeah, lucky there. there.
1: Well, <laughs> be yeah. Small right. yours, I guess, in the, and the old,
3: But the no, yeah, Chris was old giving
1: old. me the look saying, no,
3: no, 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 no. It's bad. But <laughs> in general, wonder, if so when we know. There, it wasn't like standstill traffic, it was moving. <laughs>
1: Even still, yeah, still, still, you know, look, anytime you can go through that without hitting the bubble the bumper traffic, I think mean, that's always a good thing, right? So,
3: and the, the funny part is with California traffic is that you'll be in traffic for about five minutes and then all of a sudden you're moving. It's like, what, well, well, what was the point
1: of that? <laughs> the little slowdown thing, I guess. All that's, right. how they, that's how that's what they call it um down there now any sports mini media news uh, that we got now we got a few more minutes
0: uh i saw over the weekend that reggie white will um there's a there's a 30 for 30 documentary will uh, that's taking place right now it's in his early stages with espn uh espn uh creators are trying to see how they're going to do this you know of course you know reggie white uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he passed away in his sleep in 2004. Of course, I, I believe he's still the NFL all-time sacks leader, if I'm not mistaken. Yep.
1: I believe uh, so. I'll look I it up, think but, you yeah, can I check up on that, that, but,
0: um, but uh, there's going to be a 30 for 30 uh, documentary made about him. I know uh, NFL Network slash NFL Films. Did a uh, football life about him and in, in the late Jerome Brown? There were teammates in Philadelphia in the late uh-huh. 80s, early 90s. That they, they did that about a decade ago, which I thought that documentary was very good. But ESPN is going to now take his turn on uh, making a, a 30 for 30 doc about the late Ray Reggie White.
1: Yeah, he's actually number two. I think, remember, Bruce Smith now has that. Bruce, right Smith, talent. that's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah he's actually right behind him. But I yeah, mean, I mean, it should be interesting, though. I, I think, you know, I know his family um I know his wife' especially has been advocates for uh sleep apnea that's what you know said what he died of you know, when they did the autopsy mm-hmm. so this should be interesting once they do finish I know he was a great uh uh player at Tennessee so we'll we'll see how how far they go and I'm sure his family will be much more much involved in that in that development of that 30 for 30 so he'll probably we probably won't see it again to probably maybe like early next year or something like mm-hmm. that maybe right before the super Bowl perhaps you would think yeah <laughs> <laughs> right uh well actually it could be a delay in the nfl scheduling uh, apparently peter King's reporting that um they're, they're, it was supposed to be uh this thursday may 11th but i guess there might be some delays according to peter king um you know due to like it's very you know prime time and you know stuff especially with the holiday games especially where they're falling this year so i guess it's probably why we're going to see maybe a, a delay in the scheduling uh release for the nfl they haven't made an official announcement yet but that could be it And also too i, I guess the chiefs don't want to play the bears in germany <laughs> what
3: <laughs> i thought andy
1: reed was like
3: give me a bra worse than a beer and i'm ready to go
1: <laughs> well, I guess the re- well, I guess the revenue, I because you 'cause you're gonna have a lot of Bears friends, you got a lot of X ex- L you know, Chicagoans, you know, that live in KC. I guess they don't wanna on the revenue and such. It's not just it's not just the Bears, I think I think there are a couple other games that they suppose the next two years they're supposed to be playing uh a home game. I guess that's a home mm-hmm. game loss. We could play those games overseas, so maybe that's why they don't want that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because
0: I think that's the home game that was a home game for the Chiefs
1: yep and it also does the next two years they're supposed to have a uh, whole lose a whole game in you know to play in germany so that's probably why they don't want you know the back-to-back well, maybe next Andy year's
3: read is going to be
1: very disappointed
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well look yo know, it's worse and beer i mean my goodness but yeah i mean that just uh, that whole crazy thing that's happening with that nfl schedule releasing and all and all that other stuff that transpired <laughs>
0: here's what i wanted to ask christine since we are i know we're running up against it uh aaron Rodgers now uh now a new yes. member of the new york yeah, jets especially. which yep. we, we all thought it was going to happen at the draft time which it did uh he's making his rounds around new york city uh appearing at mets games uh the Knicks playoff games for basketball mm-hmm. he's making his rounds around new york city now i will say this uh if the, if the jets get off to a bad start if it's because of aaron Rodgers, uh those New York fans are going to turn on him real quick, Chris, We want to get your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers being the new man in town in NYC.
3: Well, it only took a trade for him to get rid of the beard and the long hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he uh, he was probably told that you got to sit up and fly right because it's different in in New York. So mm-hmm. he's probably. Putting on a good face for the city and then and then he'll go back into his little black hole again and hide. <laughs> <We'll> come, come <laughs> <back>. <laughs> but um no, I it's we all knew that it was coming in the trade, but it, it just wasn't it wasn't definitive about the deal, how much and, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, do you – well, look, I mean, I know Garrett Wilson's probably jealous because he's been hanging out with Sauce Saskarno right. <laughs> the, the last yeah. couple of days. So I think you might, if you're uh, Wilson, you might be a little bit – just a little bit uh, jealous. But uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Who knows? But he uh, might have been busy. But, uh, you know, the, the Jalen Carter stuff, I know there are still some Bears fans <laughs> that still feel that they he should have they, they uh, selected him. You know, but, of course, Philly got him. He became the first uh, rookie to sign his rookie deal. So what are your thoughts real quick about, you know, you know, Carter going to the, to uh, Philadelphia and not to the Bears. Everyone's
3: gonna be mad at something, you know. The Bears fans, us Bears fans, have been mad for years, and this is just another thing to add to our anger, I guess that you could say. But overall, I'm happy with what they did with the pick, and I'm I'm hopeful for for the season.
0: All right, Christine. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this since you were in LA over the weekend. Did you, did you, and Chris run into any Dodgers fans? Because I know they played the San Diego Padres in San Diego over the weekend. Did you guys run into any Dodger fans?
3: You, you know, I saw a lot of jo- Dodgers jerseys, but since we okay. were in, in Anaheim and just you know that SoCal area for a
1: lot of our time, a lot yep. of Angels, Orange fans. County. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Orange County. No, yeah, the 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 Los, well, that's why we call them the angels Los Angeles Angels of Orange County.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: The, or southern, or southern California angels. I know that that's so weird how that works, but ah, uh, yeah, you know, it's all how all that you, you know different parts, different you know parts of uh so, southern California. I mean, yeah, you, you know, different. Everyone acts differently, so I, I don't know. <laughs> right. And, and, and who knows? Maybe I did see
3: Dodgers fans. I don't know. If someone was walking by me on the street, maybe they were a Dodgers fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe so alright so anything else before we uh, disperse for today I'm Liz? good I'm good uh, yeah absolutely so uh, with that said you follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina's Group again the IG
0: you can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at 80 once again at CK80 that's S I D K I D eight zero. that's S I D K I D eight zero. Christine where can the lovely people follow you on social media
3: they can follow me on Twitter at
1: Cmanica underscore KXRB.
0: And we promise you, folks, she does have a lovely face, so, yes, <laughs> so you can already. see it right now.
1: It's okay. It's okay. It, it happens. Now, of course, you catch uh, Second season Sports every Monday and every Friday from noon to p- 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports of Chicago, your Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. It's all. Right there. Also, too, you can catch the replay on War Media Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, uh, your favorite Google Play Store. Anytime you want, excuse me, on uh, the War Media Podcast. Make sure you look at more me- War Media Podcast on your on your uh, Play Store.
0: Yes, and don't forget, like Makina said, follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to follow War Media at W A R Media. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Smash that like button. Share this program to any and everybody you know. And thank you very much in advance for your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
0: And don't forget, you can catch Sports SportsZone Chicago, also available on Roku TV.
1: Yeah, anytime you want, you know, it's right there on you know, the Roku TV app or uh, the Roku remote. Just type in sports. So Chicago, it's all right there for you. You can catch our show, Sean and Maya, uh, the Smoke Fellas. What's up, Cuz? I know they're going to have a, a big uh, uh, NBA playoff talk tonight, and of course with the mm-hmm. with the Bulls and also too with the Blackhawks. You know, hoping to get that those top picks and, and such. So, y'all
0: want to ask Christine real quick? Yes or no? Will the Blackhawks uh, win the NHL draft lottery tonight? Yes or no?
1: Yes, mm.
2: optimism. Yes. Okay, <laughs>
1: positive vibes. Okay, thank you, Christine. Positive vibes. and those positive vibes out there to those ping pong balls. <laughs> All right, we we'll go. Good luck to the Hawks. You know, of course, you know we want to thank our our girl Christine for joining us today, as always, for a rare Monday appearance. You are know, always happy mm-hmm. uh, to, to to have her on, regardless. But for Christine and Chris. And said, I'm McKenzie's with Second City Sports <laughs> on Sports Hill Chicago. And we'll see you guys on Friday.
0: Till then, go Socks. Holla.